Repeat after me. We are word people. We are word people. And we are spirit people. We are spirit people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for the anointing that rests upon me and your precious word to deliver every captive, to set them free, Lord. The yoke to break every yoke of bondage, Lord. We just thank you that your word go forth and accomplish everything that it, you said it will do. And we can trust in you to do that. And we just thankful, Lord Jesus, for everything that your blood has accomplished through the cross. We just love you. We bless you and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. We're here today to be helped, amen. amen. Healed everywhere we hurt, empowered by the promises and word and provision and spirit of God. Love with an everlasting love of God and prospered in every way, amen. amen. That's what we stand for here, that help. So we're gonna gain revelation, we're gonna we're going to be helped by God so that we can be of help to others. Amen? Amen. That's what it's all about. When you get, the more you get of God, the more of it you want to give away. Huh? The word. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The truth about the kingdom of God is what we're after. Huh? A revelation of our our righteousness, our right standing with God, in God. The peace of God that was a gift from Jesus himself for us. Amen. Amen. And the joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Last week, we were talking about how God gives strength to the weary. Yeah? Yeah. Isaiah, I love, I love, uh, the way Isaiah put it in chapter 40 and, and verse 28, he says, he said, have you not known? Have, have you not heard? <laughs> the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. So we discover that the way God gives strength to the weary is that he gives himself to us. <laughs> oh, praise God. Isn't that something? And he promises to satisfy our soul with good things, doesn't he? I love Psalm 103. I'm going to read the first five verses and somebody stop me if I don't stop. You know how I am. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Huh? Your spirit, your born again spirit, it's already blessing God. It, it's already praising God. It's already full of love, joy, and peace, and patience, kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. But we got to let our soul, our personality, our mind, and will, and emotions catch up. We got to draw from the well, amen, and not from the world. So David's, David's telling himself, he's telling his own personality, his own soul, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not. Oh, that's an important part. Forget not all his benefits. 
Remember we talked about the blood of Jesus and, and how it's so powerful and amazing, everything it's accomplished. But as long as it was in the basin there for the, the children of Israel, while they were in bondage, they, they spilled the blood of the lamb. They caught it in the basin, but it, it was of no use to them in the basin. They had to apply it with the hyssop to the place where they lived. Amen. And as long as we're proclaiming everything that the blood does and has done and it is doing for us, then we got it under the blood and we're walking in power and love and victory and the anointing of God. Amen. Forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your sins, all your iniquity, and heals all your diseases. You hear that, Bert? You're healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with steadfast love and mercy or kindness and he satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus summed it up best in Matthew chapter 11 28 through 30 Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden or weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your soul. Amen. We talked about that mental weariness last week. He's saying, come to me. You don't have to walk in that. You don't have to walk in that weariness. Amen. Amen. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Remember Jesus in Luke chapter 4 when he began his ministry. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 4, 17 and 18. Jesus, coolest guy of all time. No doubt. He was in church. <laughs> he was in the synagogue on the Sabbath day, which is Saturday it was for them. <coughs> what day is the Sabbath for us now? <laughs> Every day. Yes. <laughs> Today. We have entered into the Sabbath. Yeah. We've entered into Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got carried away there for a minute. I went somewhere else. I went with Jesus. Hallelujah. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. And he unrolled the scroll and he found, in the word, he found the place where it was written about him. <laughs> the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. And he sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recover your sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he dropped the mic. 
No, I'm sorry. He rolled up the scroll and he handed it back to the attendant. <laughs> oh, man. He found in that word where it was written about him. And you know, when Jesus left, he, he left his body. And we talked about, we, we call, I look at Bobby, I call his, his head and his body Bobby, don't I? <laughs> the same, that don't call him anything different. Right? Well, he left his body in charge of his ministry <coughs> on earth, didn't he? Yes, he did. And now there are things written in this book about us, about you. Huh? Amen. <laughs> They're in there. They're hidden for you, not from you. Praise God. <laughs> about, about things about our generation of believers. Yeah. Things, things that cause you to rise up. Amen. Rise up. Yeah. Stand. Walk. Run. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Rise up and into your heart they'll come alive and be quickened. And, 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 and you know, you know, it just occurs to me, there's no amen at the amen at the end of the book of Acts, is there? That's why why is that, Bobby? We're still writing it, folks. It's the, it's the history of the church. <clears throat> Praise God. You were born for such a time as this. Jesus is not standing bare knuckle on the brand banisters of heaven worrying and saying, Oh, Father, what will we do now? He's not returning on Air Force One. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah 33, verse 3. God says this. He says, call to me. Any of you ever called to the Lord? Well, there's a promise right after that. I'll answer you. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. What an absolutely incredible promise. If Jeremiah prays, God promises that he's not only going to hear him and answer him, but he's going to reveal great and mighty things. These are things that, that we couldn't possibly know any other way. Only by revelation from God. And he's promised that he's going to reveal those things or give us that revelation. At the tail end of our pursuit of him. He, he chased you long enough. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Do a little chasing. You'll like what you find. Amen. It gets me excited. To be successful in our Christian life, uh, 
we have to have revelation knowledge, don't we, May? Yes. Yep. It only comes from God. Knowledge of Jesus as Lord. A lot of people like that Savior part, but the Lordship, not so much. Yeah. Revelation of Jesus in us and working through us. So we can manifest him in our lives. Yeah. And we also need revelation of the forces that oppose us, don't we? The enemy of our soul and his army, amongst other things. Then we need direction on how to deal with them. All comes by revelation of the word. That's why the teaching in Ephesians what, 6, 12, the enemies of our, the enemies that, that we face are not flesh and blood, are they? It's, they're demonic. The spiritual forces of dark, darkness. It's Satan and his army. And 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5, I mentioned it yesterday. So if the, our weapons, our enemies aren't flesh and blood, then neither are our weapons, right? And we had to learn warfare in a whole new way. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5 said our weapons are not carnal or not natural, but they're mighty. They pull down strongholds and every argument or every lofty opinion that opposes the knowledge of God. Amen. And then we have to take every thought between these ears captive to the obedience of Christ. Good work. Why? I love the book of Ephesians. It's not much of a, a hard assignment. I hope you read it this week. But there's six chapters in Ephesians, right? Why are the first three chapters first and the second three last? <laughs> well, it's important that they are. Because the first three tell us of everything that we have and are in Christ and everything that he's accomplished on our behalf and then the last so it said benefits and the last three tell us about the responsibility that come with the benefits and how to how to live it out walk it out not be not to earn anything from God but because we already have Don, I don't, how, you, you start your second year at Karis, right? Have you have you have you learned from Pastor Greg about do to bees yet? <laughs> yeah. You see, we're, we're not do to bees. We're be to do's. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do to be accepted by God. We don't do good to earn right standing with God. We're not do to bees. We we have already been created righteous and holy when we were born again to do the good works that God has us for to, to do in his power in his strength that's why we, we don't have to live a weary life huh? because he's our source <clears throat> hallelujah the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want he makes me lie down in green pastures leaving me beside the still waters he restores my soul Spiritual antennas up. 
Supercharged. Amen. Amen. Go another hundred miles or so. Old Jesse the planet said he he was talking to his angel one time. He had quite a few visitations from angels and he, he asked him where he'd been. And he said, you know, just like you all have to rest, he goes, We have to go, we have to go back to the to the throne. And just go worship at the throne. And reboot, recharge, I guess. I don't know. It's not in the word, so take it for what it's worth. But I believe it. I believe it, amen. amen. Just like we have to stay connected to the vine. Hallelujah. Hmm. If we don't have a revelation of who we are in Christ, folks, the enemy's always going to use sins and the past mistakes huh, of your life to keep you feeling condemned and unfit for the master's use. His tricks and tactics don't ever change. He's, he's never created anything and he doesn't have anything new. Same old tactics. Try to get you full of fear and doubt and discouragement. Weary. He wants you beat down so you're unable to pick anyone else up. Hmm? But he's a liar. That's why we shoot up every day for battle. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That last chapter of Ephesians 13 through the 18th verse. Whoa. Yes. God, got all that armor of God right there. Huh? You know, I'm I'm just afraid. Sometimes the Lord Lord tells me. <laughs> Let me not attribute it to him yet because I'm not certain it's not my flesh. But I think he, I I think one day he was joking around with me and said that Americans read chapter six of Ephesians and they they think of that armor as just a fashion statement. <laughs> if it wasn't you, Lord, I'm sorry, but <laughs> but it shouldn't be so. Amen. We need it. We need it every day. If you don't suit up with the armor Jesus provided for you and engage alongside the Holy Ghost in battle. You're going to suffer loss. You got to fight, folks. You got to fight. Just denying that there's a war going around, on around you, a battle that you can't see, it just ensures that you'll suffer loss. Yes. So that's why we prepare. That's why we talk about these things. We, we're not glorifying that dumb devil in any way. He's already defeated foe, but that's, what, that's part of our preparation is the understanding of that. If he's, he's not afraid of uncommitted Christians, is he? Why? Because he can get you into fear, doubt, worry, discouragement. But if you know who you are and what you have in Christ, you'd be like old Smith Wigglesworth. Who is that? Oh, it's just you. Go back to sleep. Hallelujah. Amen. 
That's who you are. Amen. That's what you have. You got to get mad at the devil, though. That's what we have anger for, you know? It's not for other folks. Even if it's hard sometimes when they're really being used by the devil. Not to think that they're your enemy, but, you know, best thing ever happened to them is you pray for them and they get delivered from all that nonsense and anger and, and hurt. It's making them mad. You know, there's all sorts of weird manifestations from, from condemnation and... And, uh, and 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 people that just don't feel their love. That's why people join gangs and things like that. Mm -hmm. They're looking for a place to belong, right. a family, you know. And they might get into the wrong group or whatever, trying to find that. But that's what the, that's that hole in them that they're looking for is God. Yeah. They're looking for this family. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. We got to protect what's ours in Christ. We got to kick that old devil in the tail every chance we get. Yeah. Move him along. Pray for our fellow believers. When they're weary, we talked about those geese in flight, you know. They fly one just on the wing behind the other to break that, break that wind for them, you know. And then that lead goose, you know, he got nobody breaking the, the air for him. So he gets weary and he, he moves to the back and lets the others carry the load for a while. Somebody else takes over the lead. That's why you're part of a body. You're not supposed to. That devil wants to get you alone. He wants to get you alone. Yeah, that's where he does his worst. Every predator is like that. You ever notice it? Can't really watch TV anymore. Yeah. Especially if it's got commercials to convince you you're sick. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. For real. Well, you, you can watch the nature channel and stuff. <laughs> I learned more watching nature and in my in my garden anyway about God. <coughs> sure not gonna learn anything watching the, the blues on TV. You know, it's important to pray in the spirit. You know, in, uh, in Ephesians there, he talks about all the armor of God. Most of it's just revelation knowledge. You know, the breastplate of righteousness. It's just understanding that you're in right standing with God. So when the devil tries to accuse you, you know he's alive and you tell him so. But at the end of all the armor, it says praying at all times in the spirit. Verse 18. So important. Can't stress it enough. You know, I'm just not, I'm just not smart enough to pray without ceasing, without the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah. I pray a lot more in the spirit than I do in my natural tongue. I recommend it highly. Amen. Amen. John 14 is where Jesus, you know, those, those chapters of John are so wonderful, aren't they? John 14, where Jesus starts promising about the Holy Spirit. He gets so excited about it. But I'm going to skip down to the 26th verse and just read two verses there. John 14, 26 and 27. <clears throat> but the helper... 
depending on what translation you're reading, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, Jesus said, he will teach you all things. Wow. And bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. My favorite scripture, John 14, 27, peace I give to you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives do I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Amen. Wow. That same peace that let him sleep in the back of the boat in the middle of the hurricane. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to give you something personal on that last night. Here. That amazing peace that I walk in, my gift to you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, and He's going to be with you forever. Unless you walk in the, the rest and the peace that Jesus has provided for you, you you're, you're not you're not really able to hear God, folks. That's why we talk about it so much. You can't hear God through a wounded or bitter heart. That's why the Bible says, above all things, guard your heart. Some people go, oh, I am. That, 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 that son of a God ain't never going to get near me again. That's not guarding your heart. Not that you don't have to put up boundaries. Sometimes you do. But he's saying, guard your heart. Just cast your cares on the Lord. Trust God with all that nonsense. Free yourself from that self-imposed prison. You know? Sheep were never meant to carry packs on their back, right? So we cast our cares on the Lord and we trust Him because He, he is so good. He is so good. The Helper, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. When we have that bitter heart, he's, he's rendered not helpless because he's always trying, but is way less effective on your part because it's a relationship. That's why I come so hard against that sovereignty doctrine. Everybody that comes from Karish, you'll, you'll see them and say, that's not true. That's not true. Don't get complacent and just think it's all up to God. We got a part to play. But you got to learn to cooperate with all the spiritual laws that God has in place. All the grace of God that's already been provided through the atonement of Jesus Christ through the cross of Calvary requires a faith response on our part. Amen. But when you respond in faith, that helper is always there. That comforter, that Holy Spirit. Because you're in agreement with him. So you don't frustrate the grace of God. That's what frustrating the grace of God is. Just getting into the flesh. So that the grace of God isn't able to help you like Jesus intended it to. Like he so desperately wants us to enjoy everything that he died to provide us with. Huh? The carnal mind is unfit for spiritual warfare. Is that too blunt? 
Our natural human perception can at best just only lead us to the, the doorway of understanding, but never through it. When, when people try to understand spiritual truth without revelation from God, they get off into human philosophy and they get wise in their own eyes and they become legends in their own minds. Puffed up with pride. Huh? Knowledge puffs up. And that's just vanity. And we know what happens then. You just open doors for the devil. Don't you? God gives grace to the humble. He poses the proud. Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. Jesus said, enter by the narrow gate. For what gate is wide and the way is easy. There's an easy way. But that easy way leads to destruction, he said. That's the highway to hell. I wore that eight track out so many times. <laughs> wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction and those who enter by it are many but the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few 1 John 3 8 says Jesus was manifest in this world for a reason right destroy the works of the devil. Now that's our job. Amen. Huh? He's already a defeated foe. But we have to get the understanding of that. So we can enforce and defend what Jesus has already paid in blood for us to have and to be. Amen. And no matter how great our revelation of Jesus is, if, if we haven't matured to a place where we can manifest Jesus in difficult situations, then we're not quite there yet. And, and listen, that's not a condemning thing. We all got to have goals, huh? I was telling Joey and Barbara, look, every I, 2%. That's all I that's all that's all I want. Two percent every week, you know, for the church service. Just two percent better. A spirit of excellence, just that much growth. In in fifty weeks in, in, in just a little under a year's time, that's a that's a hundred percent, huh? God don't care where we've been. He he cares where you're going. Yes, Huh? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> On the way, all the way driving here, I was the Lord was downloading a new book. I, man, I got so many books to write. I gotta quit saying that too, because you know, 
he reminds me that I said it out loud when he tells me something and so I, he knows that I knew. Forward and backward, forward and backward, forward and backward. Are you a forward thinker or a backward thinker? There's no future in the past. But there's a, a bright future ahead, huh? That's why we talk about that big, beautiful windshield, you know, and that little bitty rear view. <laughs> Glory to God. It's either by grace, through faith, trust in Jesus' finished work, or there's no access to the Father. Ever. This is a supernatural life that you've entered into. You died with Christ on the cross of Calvary. Now your life is either supernatural or it's superficial. Huh? Jesus was so happy that we would have the Holy Spirit with us all the time when he departed. He knew that the Holy Ghost in the life of the believer is the front line of defense against the devil and his wicked devices. Didn't he? He said, if you love me, you'd be happy. <laughs> you'd be happy too. And they were like, what? You're telling us you're going to die and you're expecting us to be overjoyed. What? Oh man, don't be too hard on those poor disciples. We would have done the same thing. I'm going to close here in a second and I've got the Lord is showing me some things. But there are a lot of people in need of God's comfort. So many. You know, on that drive, when I got the call about Maddie's grandpa passing, within 30 minutes, I had three of those. A lot of suffering. A lot of people in need of comfort. In 2 Corinthians, you don't have to go there. In the... In the in the introduction, Paul, in the third verse, Paul references the God of all comfort, doesn't he? What a blessing. Can you just envision that with me right now? The, the third person of the Trinity here with you right now, the Holy Spirit. He's a divine comforter. He's going to encourage you, refresh you, strengthen and help you in every way. That's what he's here for. Our advocate, our, our lawyer, our doctor, our guide. He's here to take hold with you. To come alongside. That's what paraclete is. To come alongside and take hold together with you against all the obstacles that face you in this life and lead you all the way through this life to your final destination with our heavenly bridegroom, Jesus Christ. He's an ever-present help in time of need. Huh? And God, God can, he can comfort us, comfort us in, in, in many ways. 
Sometimes he will deliver us or remove the cause of, of the affliction. Sometimes he won't. He, he may comfort and strengthen us to endure it. But always, if that's the case, always giving us hope for a bright future. He may send other believers to share their faith by, by prophesying. We're going to turn loose this man of God, Bobby, in just a minute here. And he's going to, I believe God's got a, got a word for some of you. And, and, and we're going to call upon him and we'll see. We'll see what God's up to. I don't control that. The Holy Spirit does, but I sense it. I sense it. To edify you. Just to build you up. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, we don't call on non-profit prophets here. <laughs> we don't have any Old Testament prophets here. <laughs> the sons of thunder are not allowed. <laughs> unless they repent. He uses the entire body. Christ God does to, to comfort to comfort you with love and prayer so so no matter what means he uses to comfort us God's always the source he's always the source he's never the source of our heartache but he's always the source of our comfort He's good. Yes. He loves us. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, I'll end right here. But God revealed to Paul that his strength was made perfect <coughs> in weakness. In our weakness, God's strength is made perfect. He does this through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, Christianity isn't that we're never going to face trials in this life, but we know that Jesus will provide strength and comfort us through the Holy Spirit Amen. to bring us through those trials, those hard times, Amen. those pains and afflictions. We can't stand the pressures of this life and the trials of this life without the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad we don't have to? Yes. I am. So, just calling you today by the Spirit of God just to look inside of yourself and draw from the well within. Because he does love you and he wants you to be comforted and encouraged and strengthened and blessed and healed and prosperous. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to ask, 
I'm just going to ask Bobby to stand to his feet and just, just walk around the room and just see what the Lord has for you. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you for your precious word.